Welcome to the Toxin Terminator, helping people to restore and renew their health by removing the toxins from the home and their lives. Join in as industry thought leaders help you understand the physical and emotional effects these products can have on you and your family, and the safe alternatives you can use to remove the hidden toxins for renewed health. Now, please welcome your host, the Toxin Terminator herself, Amy Carlson. 60% of people are suffering from a chronic disease today. There are five main sources in our home that are contributing to those chronic diseases. And most people have no idea that they're using materials within their homes that are actually making them sick. What if you could clean your home safely? You could have easy to make recipes with items you already have, and you could make a few small changes to get yourself on that path to wellness. In my course, I'll show you how to detox each and every room of your house and create a healthy home environment. Earlier this year in August, I did an online summit called Restore, Renew, Rejuvenate. I had better than 20 experts sharing exactly what they thought about the current conditions of our health as a whole. They were sharing their ideas behind how did we get here? What is going on? as well as the solutions that they offer and their own personal stories. And in today's episode, I am sharing with you some of the highlights of this five-day summit. Now, they each day was a collaboration, and the, and the videos are only from one and a half hour, about one to one and a half hours long. And I bring pieces of each one of the interviews into the um episode from each day. Now, this is an evergreen summit, and you can absolutely get to where you can watch all of the five days. And not only do you get the five days of Restore, Renew, Rejuvenate, but with your purchase, you also get the uh, entire interview with each one of the speakers. There were so many freebies that all of the speakers provided. So you'll want to make sure you check out all of those bonuses. And we're going to link right in to exactly how you get into that summit page for you to watch the rest of the story. What a great way to finish 2020 and hear just one thing that might make all the difference for you as you move into 2021. I hope you guys have a safe New Year's and we'll see you in 2021. Heart disease is the fastest growing killer in the 40-year-old set. Yeah. 40-year-old. Mm -hmm. And people think that what they're eating in their 20s, they're eating with no consequence. But what they don't understand is what they're eating in their 20s is why they're having heart attacks in their 40s, right? right? The effect. And there's so much misunderstanding about how food works in the body, how the toxic environment that we live in works in the body, how toxic food additives are working in the body. And if we could clarify that confusion, then I think the state of health could change dramatically. But the reality is obesity is a pandemic many, 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 many times more dangerous and huger than what's happening in the world with COVID-19. Right. Heart disease, cancers, uh, 
diabetes, even kidney and renal issues are just growing at such a rapid pace. And most of that is happening because of confusion, which I believe is caused by the fact that our primary source of education is food marketers, not our school system or our universities. We're getting our food education from people trying to sell food. And it's just causing too much havoc. You have to look fundamentally at where, again, education comes from. Right. Dietitians and registered nutritionists here in America, registered dietitians and nutritionists, excuse me, here in America are governed by an organization who is primarily funded by big food. And when big food is funding something like nutrition, they don't do that without a return. And the return they get is to cloud the issues. Cloud the issue so much that I know in California, where I lived until very recently, every annual meeting of the Association of Dietitian, the Dietitians and Nutritionists, try saying that three times fast early in the morning, every year, their lunch is served by McDonald's. Their lunch is served by McDonald's because McDonald's is a gold level funder. But the thing that shocks me isn't that McDonald's is serving lunch. It's that all the attendees are eating it. <laughs> That's the thing that shocks me and tells me that the education is fundamentally flawed at the very foundational level. And you combine that with the fact that doctors in this country don't even learn nutrition and how food works in the body. It's not part of the curriculum. Mm -hmm. And you compound upon compound upon compound, it leaves a massive void. And that massive void is being filled by messages coming from food marketers. So our experts aren't, aren't free of that. Our experts, in fact, are kind of in the thick of it. My generation uh, was taught to, well, not all of us, but many of us <laughs> have overworked themselves. Um, I went to school, right, grad school three times, worked full-time, started a practice, and I thought that was the best thing that I should have been doing for my health, and I ended up burning out. So I think we are exposed to stressors through various things, the toxins that we're exposed to in the world, foods that we consume, electromagnetic chaos, even the computer we're both, you know, sitting in front of today. So I I think stress, unfortunately, is one of the catalysts to the increase of chronic diseases that we now have. Um, Our world has become much more toxic. So that could be a second point in getting us as a society to where we are now. Again, pesticides and herbicides, various chemicals that have contaminated our foods, genetically modified organisms, uh, our immune systems are not recognizing. Modern conveniences, things like getting your suit dry cleaned, right, are not beneficial for our health. Right. <laughs> um, plastics are everywhere. I have an infant, so thinking of baby toys and teethers and things that he's putting in his mouth, and plastics are everywhere. Uh, and we're passing on toxins to future generations. So before I had a baby, my goal was, to get healthy because I knew that I could be passing on toxins to him. And research has shown toxins from my mother <laughs> could be found in my bloodstream that I you know, could be passing down to him. So uh, even our, our own National Institutes for Health and the CDC admits that 60 to 80% of all diseases like cancer can be linked to environment and lifestyle factors, things like the foods we're eating, things like the toxins um, that are in the environment. So I think the third thing that can contribute to all of these chronic diseases is nutritional deficiencies. Right. We don't realize how nutritionally deficient we are. And our mitochondria, which are the powerhouses of our cells, need nutrients. We need nutrients that are supposed to come from foods. And in an ideal world, they would. But I have patients who eat organic. They grow their food in their backyard, literally. And they're still nutritionally deficient. And I know this because I'm testing them. 
I can run a nutritional analysis. Even some of those patients need to supplement because our food sources are, are just not as nutritionally dense as they used to be. Our soils are deficient and deficient soil is going to produce deficient um, foods. Nice. So I think high stress life, toxic world we live in, and add that to the nutritional deficiencies that we have. And we are set up again for having chronic diseases. So I think those are huge, um, hugely three triggers contributing to that. I think one thing that women struggle with uh, consistently uh, in my practice is valuing themselves. And so, um, you know, that is something that I think is difficult <laughs> because yeah. that is like, how do we, how do we fix that? You know? Right. Yeah. And so like, I'll get on the phone with, you know, potential clients and it's, it's almost like I have to convince them that, Hey, you're, you're actually worth it. And one question that I constantly think is, okay, if this was your dog, if this was your mom, if this was your child, what would you do to make them healthy? Because I know in my life, um, I will do anything to make my family healthy. I will do all the research to help my parents be healthy. I will spend all the money on my fur babies. <laughs> right. I think a lot of people are like that. Um, but when it comes to investing time, energy, the difficulties it takes to make changes, the difficulties it takes to maybe make different food for your children um, and have a little bit of uh, resistance there, maybe emotionally from your family. Um, and then to, to really just say that like the time and money and effort that you're spending on yourself like is worth it. Sometimes that's a difficult um that's a difficult change to make in people's thinking. And so, um, you know, we're, we're trying to work on that and, and hopefully teach women that you cannot be the best mom. You cannot be the best wife. You cannot be the best businesswoman unless you are functioning um, optimally where you have energy and your moods are great and you feel amazing and you're confident because when that happens, everything else falls into place. And that, yeah. takes, that takes a little bit of a mental shift, I think, for a lot of people. But I feel like it is definitely a uh, an issue that I think comes along with parenthood primarily. Because if right. you see like these young 20, 25, they're kind of like, okay, yeah, I'll spend time on myself, right? But if you see women between like 30 and 45 and they have three children, they've literally just mentally transitioned into this is my life. They are my focus. That is where my time, money, and energy goes. Right. Which is fine, right? Like you have to do that um, to, to raise a family. Um, but it is really important to kind of get in there and say, hey, look, there's a couple, there's a couple things that I try to communicate. One, you are really valuable. You deserve to live a healthy life. Stop putting yourself on the back burner because the longer you do this, the worse you're going to feel. How many moms are complaining that they are constantly exhausted? Right. How many times do you see women posting on social media that they're drinking their third or fourth cup of coffee? This is not healthy. And I think when you talk about society, one thing that we do very poorly is we glorify fatigue. Oh. And so we, we have like this huge popularity of Starbucks, which is fine. You can go get a, you know, treat yourself once in a while or whatever, but you shouldn't be dependent on this. You shouldn't be dependent on multiple stimulants throughout the day to be able to handle life. Right. And you see all these posts about coffee and then you see all these posts in the evening about wine. So these women are running on caffeine and alcohol. Two things that when not used correctly are not helping your health. They're only 
creating this fatigue even more. They're creating sleep issues. They're creating blood sugar issues. They're creating inflammation. They're creating um, cortisol dysregulation, all these problems that are the exact opposite of what they're using these things to accomplish, which is to feel more energetic and relaxed. And so I think we really have to say, hey, look, if, if it takes maybe a little more effort up front, Mm -hmm. but we have to spend this time and energy and effort on ourselves, just like you would if your child was diagnosed with any sort of disease or difficulty or learning disability, you would throw everything you have into this. The second part of it is besides valuing um, yourself is valuing your children. So they have this concept that I can't spend time on myself because I have to value my kids and spend time on my kids. But that is the opposite. It's the total opposite because what happens? Kids mirror their parents. So if you devalue yourself the entire time you are raising them, they will turn around and do the exact same thing. You think that genetically at 40 years old that you have some joint pain and some fatigue and all these things and it's you know due to environmental lifestyle and nutritional choices that you've made for the past 40 years of your life I guess let's say 20 because that's when you start making adult decisions for yourself right feeding yourself right so for the past 20 years of your life it's based on the decisions that you've been making that have created this inflammatory state in your body well guess what your kids have the same genetics that you have So if you don't prioritize yourself and you don't teach them how to reverse or prevent these things that you're currently experiencing in 20 years, they're going to have the exact same thing. So prioritizing yourself is prioritizing your children and their future health. And I cannot emphasize that to families and women and that you have to start with you. It all starts with you. You're the example of everything in their lives. And so you should be the, you should prioritize making yourself a priority because what you want them to make themselves priorities. Our metabolism has two jobs. One of those jobs is to take things apart and the other job is to put things together. And these two functions are called catabolism, takes things apart, anabolism, puts things together. Fundamentally, we're really misguided when we think that our metabolism is just something that manages energy, right? Right. Calories, burns calories, it's this fat burning furnace. We're missing the whole point of what's happening in the body. When we eat food, our metabolism takes that food apart into its smallest usable pieces. And I want to emphasize that word usable. Mm -hmm. And then it puts those pieces back together into the fabric that makes us. And I'm not talking about the fabric of our soul or our mind or our spirit. I'm talking about the physical fabric of our body. And if we look at the 30 to 100 trillion cells in an adult's body, each one of those cells is made out of what? The food we eat. Uh, and, there, and therefore, it can only be made to the highest level of the quality of the food that we eat. And we're really missing this when we're filling our body full of additives and garbage and chemicals and things that don't belong in cells. And we're depriving our body of the nutrient building blocks that the body needs to do this. Mm-hmm. And then we wonder why we get sick so easy. We wonder why we're tired all the time. We wonder why we're gaining weight, which is a direct result of malnutrition. And I want to repeat that a direct linear result of malnutrition and malnutrition itself is an absence of nutrients that are needed. It's not an absence of food. And it's another area of confusion where we're like, how can we possibly be malnourished? I'm eating way too much. Right, right. Right. But I'm eating way too much sticks and stones and not enough plumbing and electricity and all the other things that the house of my body needs. I'm still going to be malnourished because I'm missing those massive elements. 
When I start working with a new client, the very first thing that we see, and I'm going to come out of the gut for a minute and come to the skin because it's more visible, right? Right, right. The very first thing we see is people just start to take on a different kind of beauty and glow in their skin in about 30 days. Mm-hmm. Why does that happen in about 30 days? Well, because that's how long it takes for the top layer of the skin to completely replace itself. Every 28 days, this stuff is brand new. And as soon as we put a different set of building blocks in the body for the body to build those cells with, the body starts producing a higher quality of cell. Mm. Boom. Or beautiful skin. We see it very, very quickly. Mm-hmm. Other cells in the body replace themselves at different time intervals. Okay. The surface of your tongue, a day or two. As you wow. mentioned, the intestinal wall, about five days. Other, other parts of the body, for example, muscle tissue, a cell will replace itself about every six years. So everything in the body, absolutely everything except, this is important to note, except the heart and the brain. Those cells do not replace, but every other cell in the body replaces itself on a continual basis. I tell patients, sometimes they don't understand, how can eating sugar or eating gluten cause a hot flash, (laughs) right? So when you're eating foods that are inflammatory for you, those are stressors on your body. Mm -hmm. Stress, stressors on your body can rob you of things that are important, like hormones. Um, In short, that's how eating a certain food can stress the body leading to low hormones, which can then induce symptoms like low hormone symptoms, including hot flashes, whatnot. There are microbes all over our body and all mucous membranes and everything are loaded with bacteria and and other microbes. But the far, far, far majority are in our gut and it provides many, many health preserving and thriving properties. We have approximately 38 trillion trillion microbes in our body and we are only made up of approximately 30 30 trillion human cells so you sitting there amy are more bacterial than human and me too we are dependent on this system to work and it does and one of the things the immune the the uh, microbiome the microbiome does is because it's everywhere it senses invaders let's say covid 19 viruses mm-hmm. or any virus mm-hmm. or any bacteria or any potential pathogen or any irritant it senses that in a variety of chemical and and frequency matter manners and it literally communicates with this mucous membrane in the guts called the epithelial barrier and inside that one cell layer thick barrier are approximately 70% of our immune cells that tell the body or, or react when there is infection in the body and creates chemicals and all other uh, pathways to gobble up the invader and get it out of our system. Every thought, every image, every word we say to ourselves or say to others is something that is translated on a visceral level, on a cellular level. There's a whole field called psychoneuroimmunology. So if we are scaring ourselves, if we are saying anything to ourselves that is uh, in any way going to alert the sympathetic nervous system that there could be some sort of danger or threat, then the body 
is going to respond. How Chinese medicine works is the idea that you're made up of energy and energy travels through your body in certain patterns. And when the energy is out of balance, there are problems. And um, the immune system, the nervous system and the hormone system, like I, I pull out Western medicine and plug it into Chinese medicine. But that is what I call the triangle of wellness. And if you have a strong immune system, hormone system and nervous system, that's sort of the triangle that that's, gives you the foundation to be able to do anything with your body. Did you know that many of us have symptoms of toxin overload in our bodies, but we don't even know it? Signs of a toxic overload could be headaches, fatigue, insomnia, skin issues like acne and psoriasis, and hormonal imbalances, and the list just keeps on going. But the problem I had, and I'm sure many of you have had, is how can you know how well you're managing your toxic risk? That's why I've put together a free toxic risk assessment that will help you discover what products might be contributing to your toxic symptoms and what small changes you can make to detox and cleanse your health. After you take the assessment, you're going to get my free toxic free home shopping guide. This is the easy button for finding the right products to shop for. These are the products I've been using in my home and the products I give my stamp of approval on. Take your free assessment now at amycarlson.com to get on the path of detoxing and cleansing your health. Our body has a muscle memory, okay? So even if we decide to say, okay, I've got a thick skin and I'm not going to let that person hurt me. You know, they really yelled at me and they really humiliated me, put me down and I have to deal with physical abuse from them all the time. I'm just not going to take it. I'm just not going to talk about it. Still the body remembers, still the body remembers how you felt when you were going through that emotional abuse. Okay. So even if you were not physically hit, even if it wasn't, you know, physically touching your skin, your body still absorbs those emotions. And until you can process them, release them out of the body, they will stay there. Well, it stores it any place. So I, I came from the tradition of learning shamanism. So in shamanism, we have learned that each of the organs, they have a function, but also they carry emotions as well. Okay. So for instance, the liver, if it is balanced, so if you have studied Shakespeare, they talk about the liver a lot in Shakespeare. They talk about it being your passions, okay? If you're living the passions of life, then your liver is balanced. But the opposite of that, if you're imbalanced, if you have a lot of toxins, for instance, then you have anger, okay? So the liver can store anger. Mm -hmm. The heart, of course, can hold love, can hold happiness, but the imbalance can be sadness, grief, Okay. Broken so, heart. Yeah, broken heart. Exactly. So all of our organs also contain emotions and that's where they store them based on the different characteristics that they have. The gut and the brain directly connected. And I used to hear that and think like, that's just so weird. I don't, but like literally connected through a nerve called the vagus nerve which runs from the top of your brainstem to the top of your gut. Mm -hmm. And that vagus nerve is constantly, it's like a telephone wire. If you ever had like the cups and the walking <laughs> yeah. up, and they're constantly speaking to each other. So it's a two-way street. Um, you actually have more neurons in your gut than any other part of your peripheral nervous system. So outside of your brain, you have more brain cells in your gut. And um, as well as the majority of your serotonin, over 90%, which are your feel-good brain chemicals being produced in your gut, 
along with other chemicals such as like um, dopamine, oxytocin. So your your body is constantly um, sending signals and communicating brain and gut. So if you're stressed up here, there's a chance your gut's going to feel it. Um, if you've ever had butterflies in your stomach, I mean, that's a great example of how that brain gut connection is working because you're nervous. Um, and then bi-directional. So if your gut microbiome, if you if low diversity of good bacteria, leaky gut, or like overgrowth, even like something like SIBO and or candida, then that disruption can also send signals to your brain. Like I'm unwell and there's just, um, so that two way street gets, gets muffled. Our brain is the master control tower, okay. but it's brain, heart, gut. We're whole people. So we just want to show, show a visual of what this really is. You know, so what I figured out was we had to work whole with people, just like I did to change the brain with those dyslexic students. And so what I came up with was body. B is body. Mm -hmm. And so this is, you know, detoxing and helping your brain frequencies rewire to okay. your soul's purpose, your success. Think of it as eating right, taking the right supplements, healthy lifestyle, exercise, all the body pieces. Right. And releasing, releasing the mental chatter and the emotional baggage. So I now have people who come to me who know that their stress and their emotions is what's caused that lump in their breast. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. So we have to release all of that stuff. And I, I like to release ancestral programs. They're holding you back from being on your path. Oh, Hang on a second. Talk to me about that just a little bit more. When you say releasing ancestral programs, mm -hmm. um, I've heard this many times before. So I want our audience to understand what this means. So um, what that really means is we hold patterns in our DNA of even emotional programs such as fear, you know, blame, guilt, shame. Mm -hmm. And it's ancestral. And it just means great, great grandpa had that also. And so I use, it's kind of a medical intuitive process. I'm highly intuitive now from my whole path of healing. And so I'm able to like go into the field and the energy field and figure out what happened at age six, what happened, you know, five generations back. Mm. And it's literally a process that has to do with the power of the spoken word of the truth sets you free. It's information. And so I call it brain soul balancing. And it's so powerful um, that it releases and it releases like the conduit pipes between man and God and God and man. It like clears out that energy um, that's blocking you I love from, that. Being, from being your truth. Um, so it's really it's just really powerful. And so people shift and we do before and after pictures because people change in, in just one session. So I love the releasing part is probably my favorite, my favorite thing to do. Um, you know, body is important too. And align with spirit really plays a part in everything. Mm -hmm. you know, we're mm -hmm. spiritual beings. So I help raise people's frequency by using different biofeedback, neurobiofeedback devices as well. So okay. I have five different programs. Um, I became obsessed with them. <laughs> is what I would say. And, um, and so I love doing that. And then integrating your new brain frequencies to your soul's true purpose. There's sort of like an integration of all these pieces that happens. Mm -hmm. And then the thing I think that is not happening in health and healing or, or, or even energy work is what I call putting in the new program. 
And the new program, if you think of your brain as an, you have an energy field around your brain Mm -hmm. and there are actually rings Mm -hmm. and those rings get off balance. So think of an atom Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. with the rings around it. Mm -hmm. When they're off balance, you won't feel whole or you won't feel grounded or you might be not, not, not happy or joyful anymore. You might notice that you're more depressed or anxious and and depression and anxiety is just releasing that stuff and then putting in the new program. So the new program would be, how do you want to show up? Mm -hmm. What do you want to create in your life? And there's ways to do that, you know, that are so powerful. And so I like to put that new program in so that you can lock in your health and vitality. Most answer a person can give to that is to stop putting the wrong things in. Mm -hmm. Start putting the right things in. And here's where the magic happens. Get those things in balance. One of the things we put together is a a system that we call the simple system, S-I-M-P-L-E. And through the simple training, we show people how to, number one, separate themselves from the things that don't belong in their body. And I is input the things that do belong in your body. Okay. M is meal planning. How do you plan a meal? And this is where so many people get lost is how do I take all this complex stuff and put it into a really, really simple meal planning system? And we've done this by introducing people to four jars and showing them how a very simple balancing mechanism can help them plan any meal anywhere at home, traveling, restaurants, wherever, and procuring. Procuring is how do you get the food that you need? How do you shop? Where do you shop? How do you find food that isn't full of crap? Right. Like everything is full of crap. So the simple system helps with that. And then how do you leverage it and how do you implement? We each have a fingerprint, right? And your fingerprint is a unique detailed marker of human identity. There is no one that is like you. We all are created unique and different um, by God, I believe. So same on your test results. Your test results are going to show your functional medicine provider what makes you different, right? Maybe your doctor thinks you have low estrogen, but you have high estrogen. Mm-hmm. Without, without that data, we're not going to know how to treat you. If something's wrong with your car, you take it to the shop, the mechanic runs a test, and they figure out you know, how to treat the car. Same is true with your body. But many times with conventional medicine, you're sent to the doctor, you don't feel well, and you're put on an antidepressant, right? Or a sleeping pill, whatnot. They're not running tests to figure out what has gone awry in the body. So with functional medicine, there's great value. that The testing that we offer is a little different. We can dive deeper into gastrointestinal health or looking for toxins. I I live in Iowa, and I had several farmers come in. (laughs) They know that they have been just coated in glyphosate and various chemicals and herbicides and pesticides. And guess what? We can test for those. We can test to see if they have accumulated a very large burden of those chemicals throughout their life and then work to detox them. So there's huge value in testing uh, because it provides, again, that contractor the plan to help rebuild the patient's health. You're, you are a system of systems. They're all interconnected. Nothing happens in a vacuum. What you eat completely affects your hormones, how you think, you know, how you move your body every day. And there's pretty much six windows that I look into for each woman. I look at the woman and I say, what is your food? What are you eating and when? What is your gut doing? How are your bowel movements and your digestive tract? How are your, how's your sleeping habits? You know, what issues are you having with that? 
Are you moving your body every day? Does it hurt? Does it wipe you out for the next week if you try to exercise? That type of stuff. Um, and then I, if you're still having menstrual cycles or perimenopausal, what does your cycle look like? What is it doing? Because that is a window into so much information. So that's another big one. And the last one, how are you managing your stress, right? So my, my ninja power <laughs> is meeting people where they are. That was the one thing I did in the clinic that, that a lot of people weren't doing is here's your treatment plan where I'm like, where are you and where, where can we get started? Because there is no patient and doctor who has opposite goals for their health. They don't have opposite goals. One decides they want to go this way. The other's like, I don't want to do that. Right. And then they fight about it, but they both have the same goals. Right. Uh, so you just start with one thing. It's like, can we agree on the fact that soda isn't good for us? Yes. Okay. Can we agree to cut it down by half? Yes. Okay. Awesome. Now I can't tell people anything. I really can't. I try. I try to give this information away for free. Um, but you have to show people. And so what happens is you, you do that one change, that one thing. And I'm like, just trust me with this one thing. You can do it. I believe in you. And they do it. And they have shown themselves, oh my gosh, my sugars are lower. I feel better. I don't feel bloated. You know, I, this is amazing. I'm not cranky as cranky, <laughs> right? Because there's that withdrawal period. Um, so now I have shown them what one little change can do, and now they're excited. There are seven keys, in my opinion, to really healing. And this is based on having been in practice for almost 30 years, but also based on my own personal life experiences. Okay. And the first key is love. Mm. So how we heal is we... There, we, we need many things. And when it's difficult, of course, which is why the book's called Healing When It Seems Impossible, is that when it's difficult, it seems like nothing will ever come together. But love is the most healing power of the universe. And it is an energy. Mm -hmm. And you can give love in all kinds of ways. So mm -hmm. it's not just love with a partner or love with a child or love with a parent. It's love with a practitioner. It's love with yourself. It's love with your cells. Like if you think about the force that holds our cells together and keeps them communicating, it's the deepest of love. Mm -hmm. And so when you tap into that, so one of the things that happens to so many of my patients is that when they come to see me, they feel betrayed. They've been sick for some length of time. They feel like their body is betraying them and they're mm -hmm. angry at their own bodies. They're angry at themselves and they're like, I can't get better. I've tried all these different things. I don't know what's wrong with me. And so I start by first of all, loving them a lot and helping them feel in, like they're in a place where they're safe. Mm -hmm. But I also show them how to love themselves and to, to, to see the deeper purpose of that. So you take any disease, I don't care if it's cancer, which I had last year, I don't care if it's diabetes, I don't care if it's heart disease, whatever it is, you name it, whatever you have it, arthritis, joint pain, et cetera, bloating, blah. That if you reverse engineer disease, you will find chronic inflammation in your body comes from the gut. It starts in the gut. It's this trickle effect. And the reason it starts in the gut is because this mucosal barrier that we have in our intestinal linings literally acts as the gate to protect our bloodstream from getting things that we don't want to get in.
So it protects us from chemicals, from undigested foods, from toxins, from whatever it is, from the outside world or from the food we're eating or from the air we're breathing or whatever, it protects our actual insides from the outside world. And, that, and it does an amazing job. And when it starts to get a little stressed out, right underneath that mucosal layer is the immune system. And so your immune system is like this backup system and it activates and it captures these toxins and it helps to flush them out. The problem comes in when we're doing things that are stressful, we're drinking too much alcohol, which actually increases your gut permeability. So people have heard about leaky gut, that's what it is. It opens um, the tight junctions, which increases permeability. Gluten increases your gut permeability. So you're eating a lot of gluten, you're drinking a lot of alcohol. Maybe you've uh, you know, had some imbalances, uh, bacterial imbalances, and you've had to take multiple antibiotics. Maybe you're really stressed. Maybe you are someone that lives a, a high stress life and you're running a business and you have three children and all this kind of stuff. All of these things increase your gut permeability. So when this, and food sensitivities as well, that's a huge one. So when these things happen, uh, regularly over a consistent period of time, because your gut is actually like amazing at repairing itself. It's super effective. And when you heal the gut, you, first of all, you have to remove the stressors. You have to identify what those are. For some people, it's crazy stuff like mold. For other people, it's like really easy to stop eating gluten. <laughs> and for, you know, it just depends on what it is. For other people, it's like crazy, crazy food sensitivities. My son is like, onions are red for him. Like onions are in everything. And that's like so healthy for us, right? But so you have to identify what the stressor is for this person. You got to remove it. But the part that a lot of people miss too is you got to do the, the repair and the restore part. Like you got to actually heal that gut lining. There's so much inflammation and damage. You've got to get it to the point where it can do its thing and repair itself. And then uh, you got to replenish too. You got to make sure you have a good, enough of the good gut bugs in your system and you're eating in a way that fuels them to maintain and live and proliferate that then they can fight off the bad guys in the future and help you maintain that gut integrity. In order to address the gut, you're actually addressing literally every aspect of your life. You're addressing water, air, um, you're addressing the skincare, makeup, hair care, body care, all these different things. So you're um, learning how to use toxin-free products. What does that mean? Um, you know, where can you get them? What works for you? You're learning how to purify your water so you're not getting exposed to toxins in your tap water. And if you go to ewg.org slash water, I think it is, you can type in your zip code and kind of figure out like Tap water is actually kind of scary. We think that it is clean. Even if it doesn't have a lot of pathogens, you're getting daily chronic exposure to fluoride and chlorine, which you just don't want. Um, and so a lot of purifiers might remove the smell, but they're not removing the actual uh, chemical itself. So the, the water, the air, you know, your, your beauty products, all of these different things, it really comes into like this massive process in order to remove the burden of stress that then allows your gut to heal. Because the thing is, you're going to live in this world, you're going to get exposed to, you know, Aunt Sue over here who wears a gallon of perfume every day and <laughs> is, you know, you're going to get exposed to these chemicals, right? You're going to go to somebody's house and be exposed to something and your body should be able to withstand attack. So in order to be able to withstand attack, you have to create an environment for your own body that is one of healing. That's all for this episode of The Toxin Terminator, and we hope we've helped you remove the hidden toxins in your life for renewed health. If you're looking to continue your journey towards full rejuvenation, reach out to Amy directly by visiting amycarlson.com for your own one-on-one -on -one chat session, as well as your free toxic risk assessment. 
That's A-I-M-E-E Carlson.com. And remember, you are just one small change away from renewed health.